welcome your presence in this place. We expect the miraculous. So we're standing in expectancy right now, believing that we have received. Empower us now to walk in the things that you've released in us. Open minds and hearts, not only to be able to receive, but to understand and apply. Touch us now with the love of God that we might share it with one another. God, we ask right now that you would knit us together as one. Make us your body as we submit to your headship. And we thank you for these and all things. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Bibles this morning. Go with me to the book of Acts, chapter 2. Acts, chapter 2. <clears throat> I want to begin reading at the 44th verse. Bible says, Now all who believe were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they, eat, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Amen. I want to give you this thought this morning. The daily additions. The daily additions. Amen. You can be seated. <clears throat> now the recipe is very simple here for church. The Bible makes it very clear. If you look at verse uh, 46, it tells you everything that you would ever need to know. It says, continuing daily in one accord. You need to check that block. Maybe not, huh? Okay. All right. It says, in the temple, where well, we're here, breaking bread from house to house. They ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. This last part is a problem. Gladness and simplicity. Gladness and simplicity. Uh, sometimes we can do one or the other, but we have a problem with both. <laughs> Uh, 
Because we can be glad, but then we get deep. Or we can get deep, and you know what you do when you go deep. Y'all make that church face. You know. <laughs> well, you know you know everything there is to know, but it hurts your head because... <laughs> Now, let's, let's look at some things that we don't want to capitalize on because a, a lot of this stuff people look at and they, they seem to major on the minors. The first thing I want to tell you is that even though they were together, one accord, they were united, they didn't live in the same house, okay? I say they didn't live in the same house. One of my favorite expressions early on when we first began ministry, uh, in a... In a young pastor knows that at the beginning of ministry there's a lot of issues, a lot of people. Well, a lot of people that are the issues. But, uh, <laughs> but there was something that my apostle always said to me. He said uh, that you have to wear church folk like a loose garment. Well, I added to that, and it made sense to me. I wear them like an overcoat. When I get home, I hang it up. <laughs> so when we, were, when we were young and we used to be talking afterwards and, you know, uh, talking about how good you all are. And I would say to her, well, one thing's for sure, they ain't coming home with us. <laughs> so you'll get that later. The Bible says <laughs> that when you are often in the same place and doing the same thing, which was praising at the time, that that attracts other people. If people see you doing that, especially when you got new converts, when people see you praising God, they'll want to do likewise because they want to see, that, see the reason for that joy that you have. Then the Bible used another term. It, it talked about having things in common uh, cornea, and, and that's where we get our word uh, cornea from, which is fellowship. So they had things common. Now, let me see if I can explain this before we get too far into the message, because I don't want you to have the idea uh, that church was all about uh, everybody had everything they needed and they split it all up and, and if they didn't have any money, they sold stuff and they put it in a big pool and everybody got what they needed. That's not what that means. Okay? Number one, the Bible never put an all there. They sold their possession. Then say so all. And wait, wait, wait. And it was as everyone had a need. Okay, can, can I explain that? Having, for example, if we take it to the 21st century, having your cell phone turn off is not a need. Amen. Which means you shouldn't ask the church. Hey. So we can't say, well, the church is supposed to come together and meet that need. That's not the case. That's number one. 
It's not everybody's need. And it's not all kinds of needs. Number two, <laughs> the Bible says that they sold and bought money as a need arise. They didn't just have money sitting around waiting for somebody to be hungry. Number three. Yeah. <laughs> Number three. It is obvious that uh, this required a close fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Now, let me let me let me go one step further and tell you this. As long as you stay close to the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit will inspire you, inspire you to do some things that would not normally be done. These people were just a few days from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The, the, the miracles and the, the sounds and, and the clothing, clothing tongues were all fresh in their mind. So they were excited about doing the will of God. Now, it's a new church. It's a baby church. So they're taking steps to make sure that everybody's taken care of. Problem, of course, is that um, folks going to be folks. <laughs> so by and by, Acts chapter 3, chapter 4, we saw the miracles, we saw the growth, we saw all the things taking place. But eventually we got to Acts chapter 5. Now this is what I wanted to talk to you about. In Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, if you look at... Uh, the last verse in Acts chapter 4. <clears throat> Bible says, well, the last two verses, how about that? It says in verse 36 of Acts chapter 4, and Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it, and bought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. Good deal. Amen. We see in church even today, folks do that where they bring money and put it at the apostles' feet. Uh, I'm not going to comment. Personally, I'd rather have it in my hand, but that's, 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 that's. <laughs> now, what do you know about Barnabas? Well, you don't know much about him from Acts chapter 4, but you know about Barnabas from the rest of the book of Acts. Barnabas was a good man. He was a devout man. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit to sell his property and give the proceeds. Let me say this one more time. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit to sell his property and give the proceeds. Now, this is, is why I told you earlier, uh, you can't duplicate this. In other words, you can't read this and say, I'm going to sell my property and give the proceeds to the church. Unless the Holy Spirit inspires you to do so. 
you're going to be homeless. Mm -hmm. And y'all look at me. Well, Pastor, you would take the money? Yes. Mm -hmm. Would I give it back? No. You want me to do that again? In case some of y'all missed it. Would I take the money? Mm -hmm. Would I give it back? No. Now, the reason I would give it back is because I don't have it. If you give me money for ministry, I'm going to use it. So don't come back next month and say, well, I made a mistake. Well, you should have thought about that. <laughs> no. <laughs> what does that thing the man say? That, that one phrase, what you're not going to do is... <laughs> So Barnabas did this. He was inspired by the Holy Spirit. But then what happens is that people see something like that and they want to copy what they saw. You know, folks are great imitators in church. We see something and we say, man, that's cool there. Now. Let me tell you what happened. Okay, let me tell you two things first, and then I'll go back and fill in the, the, the gaps. Uh, what Barnabas did was inspired by the Holy Spirit. You cannot find anywhere in Scripture where the apostles taught that or that Christ ever required that. Y'all still with me? Now, now, why am I telling you this? Because there's nowhere that I can find that I could teach you that you ought to give me your stuff. Now, one more thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to this. Having things common does not mean that anybody owns it. Okay. Think about day of Pentecost, right? Everybody was there at Jerusalem. There were thousands of people that normally would not be there. There was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Everybody was there and they saw what was going on. They wanted to be a part of it. That means that when people came normally uh, for the day of Pentecost, they came and stayed in Jerusalem and they stayed with other people like folks used to do back in the day when we had conferences and stuff. Folks stayed at folks houses. They didn't pay anything to stay in the house. They didn't pay anybody to eat. So in Jerusalem. There were families who were taking care of them. And that's why there were certain needs that had to be met, because that means if I have a house and and uh, and I only got this much, much groceries and now I got five more folk. Eventually, something's going to have to give. But that was not the teaching. That was a result of who the people are. Are you still with me now? Why is that so important? Well, that's so important because. Everybody does not feel that way. Amen. 
Now, there are some people who will do stuff so that they can get recognized. <clears throat> and you have to be real careful with this because it's a very thin line here between being uh, gracious and selfish. If I do what I do so you'll know that I did it, then it's a little bit selfish. No, it's a whole lot selfish. All right. Now, look at John chapter 19, verse 27. I'm going to give you this uh, scripture so I can move on. It says, then he said to his disciples, this is, this is, this is Jesus talking to uh, John. He said, behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took his took her to his own home. So he had a home. And it was his own home. Now, if you recall, the 12 apostles also had everything common. Judas held the money, but they all chipped in to take care of each other. But they didn't sell their homes. Come on. To fund the ministry. Now, you better know what you're doing there. All right. So we're back. Now, I gave you that so you would know that 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 John still had a house. <laughs> now, look at look at look at look at chapter five one more time. It says, but a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, a possession. Did not say they sold all their possessions, but they sold a possession. Now, why did they sell it? The Bible says that they sold it so that they could make a gift to the church. Amen. Now, because I need you to understand what's going on here, because uh, folks will take liberties with this. It says in verse two, and he kept back part of the proceeds his wife also being aware of it and bought a certain part and laid it at the apostles feet. Now, is there anything in the story that says that anybody asked them for anything? But they saw Barnabas do this thing. And they said, this is cool. Now. <clears throat> Woo. <laughs> a lot of folk doing this today. A lot, lot of folks. They're doing stuff so that they can be seen. I think you ought to be recognized for your, 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 your doing. But I don't think you should do it to be recognized. There, there's a difference. Amen? Now, now here, here's, here's what I want you to understand. Is that... <clears throat> uh, Trying to say this nicely. Being a Christian does not necessarily equate to being a person of character. A person with no character 
can easily be influenced in the wrong way. Now, somebody say, well, they had the Holy Spirit. Yeah, they did. Okay, stay with me. But it was fresh. It was fresh. They were babes in Christ. And because they were babes, their character was not yet fully developed. You will never, listen, you will never be able to serve beyond your character. Did y'all hear what I just said? Uh (laughs) No matter what you do in church, you will never, ever be able to go above your character. If your intent is to deceive, then everything that you do is based on a lie. So Ananias and Sapphira had a situation here where they conceived the idea of cheating God. Somebody said, I didn't see that in the Bible. Yeah, yeah, they did. The plan was to say We gave this to the church, but we kept something for ourselves. Now, oh, I got I got to talk about that for a moment. Peter was very clear to him. Listen, when you had it, it was yours. When you sold it, the money was yours. So why you got to lie about it? Because you can't serve beyond your character. The reason they lied about it is because they wanted something for themselves. Let me talk to the wall for a moment. This is why people cheat on their tithe and don't give decent offering. Because they're characterless Christians. And in the back of their minds, they have to have something for themselves. You understand that? I know if I give this 10 percent, which I ain't going to talk about, that God's going to bless me. But he don't know I need another five dollars to play the number. Can it be like that? <laughs> See, we have to have that, what we, what we say in our neighborhood, extra. <laughs> extra. <laughs> and I had an extra money. Because that's money that, you know, we don't want nobody to know we used it for this. <laughs> Character. Ananias and Sapphira. I have my notes somewhere what that name means. Let's see, where is it at? Well, I had it. I wrote it down somewhere. I don't know where I put it.
Oh, there it is. Ananias means God is gracious. But he also learned that God is also holy and just. And, and, and Sapphira means beautiful. <laughs> but her heart was ugly with sin. <laughs> now let's talk about this for a moment. Here's what the Bible goes on to say. Verse three says, but Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? Satan filled your heart. Now, uh, I, I, I can tell you this. As long as you're following the Holy Spirit, you'll keep straight. But the moment the devil inserts himself into your life, you take a turn. Son, y'all have that graphic on the, the train. See, if you're on a track and you're the train, you will stay on track and reach your destination without a problem unless there's a, a fork in the track. Yeah. If there is no, what they call that guy, the trainman, huh? If there's no, nobody to switch the track, you will go a different direction. Now, here, here's the problem. When you change directions, there's no way for you to get back on track. So what you're going to do is reach a different destination. Amen. So Satan then is the, the, the switchman. And he moves the track and you go a different direction because, listen, you took your eyes off of the Holy Spirit. You didn't follow him, but you followed the track, even though it moved. In, in Matthew chapter 14, and don't go there, but there's a story about uh, Jesus walking on the water and Peter come, coming out to meet him. The Bible teaches us that Peter sank because he took his eyes off Jesus and started focusing on what was going on around him. And Ananias and Sapphira took their eyes off the Holy Spirit. Now, this was a sensitive time in the church because the Holy Spirit was setting up the example of what church ought to be. So they made sure that everybody I won't say did what they were supposed to, but they followed uh, pretty close. Now, here's what I want you to see. Ananias and Sapphira, even though they were, quote, anointed with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, Second uh, Corinthians says that we have this treasure. We have this treasure where? In earthen vessels. Amen. Second uh, Corinthians 4 and 7. The Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. So we're in dirt, which means we're susceptible to dirty stuff. <laughs> and we all have been tempted to do something that's out of character for the believer. Amen. Now, the two areas that you have the most problems with temptation wise, 
the most problems. Uh, no, you don't. Y'all looking at me say, yeah, I know exactly what it is. No, you don't. It's money and reputation. No, y'all think it's got to do with their morality. No, it's listen, it's money and reputation. In first Timothy, uh, what, six and ten. I think that's right. How uh, love of money is the cause of all your problems. Huh? See, if it was no. Listen, 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 listen. If there were no money involved, you wouldn't have the problem with the immorality. It took, took you a minute. Took you a minute. Uh, ain't nobody going to fall for no broke. Uh, uh. <laughs> but the second part of that is that money is what causes you to have a certain reputation in a certain community. Huh? Money, 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 money. <laughs> and this is what this is this is what happened to Ananias and Sapphira. It was money and reputation. Your money, when you when when you steal from God, uh, becomes sin. Sin against God. Now let me give you this, and then I'm gonna go back to some scriptures here. Well, first Romans chapter six, verse 23 says the wages of sin is death. Now, that was the first church. The Holy Spirit was fresh on fire and they sinned. The wages of sin. <laughs> now, here's what I need you to see is that when you sin. The wages are exactly the same. It just takes you longer to die. Hmm? Amen. And that, that, that slow death causes you to do a whole lot of stuff that you ought not be doing. What? <laughs> All right. Here's what, here's what I'm going to show you. It says, uh, <laughs> That's, that, that Peter began to tell them this. He said, all sin is against God. All sin is against God. Huh? Three things he says. He says, number one, that failure in diligence is sin against God. In other words, when you stop doing what you're supposed to do, it's a sin against God. Amen? Number two, failure, uh, the Bible says, to use our talents is a sin against God. God gave us talents for stewardship. Talents for stewardship. What does that mean? Whatever he's given us, he gave it to us to hold for his kingdom. So we're not just talking about your money now. But it is your money too. But your talents are, are a stewardship that you are to keep. In other words, what... You know, I tell people this all the time. Now, I, I know I don't see it much anymore because I'm, I'm more enlightened these days and I'm trying to be a better pastor. <laughs> but what I used to tell you when you all would listen to me, 
I would tell you that if God blesses you with a job that gives you paid time off, then that time belongs to me. What happened? Well, well, <laughs> Let me try it on this side because I, I think it, my mic went out. If God blesses you with a job that gives you paid time off, that time belongs to me. What does that mean, Pastor? That means that if I need you for something, I should be able to call you and you call your boss, say, I need a day off. Pastor, I'm saving those days. No, nah, nah, nah. hold it. Because <laughs> if now, can I just tell you, if you don't save those days for me, then when you have to take one, you're going to have to get days off without pay. Oh, I don't care about y'all being mad. I hear you. Number three. Failure in truth is a sin against God. Failure in truth is a sin against God. Lying. I'm just, you know, just going to tell it like it is. When we slip in this falsehood, it is sin against the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satan always leads you away from God. Amen. Huh? Amen. And see what, what Ananias and Sapphira did is they were more consumed with serving self than serving others. Huh? Because they wanted, listen, they wanted the money to serve themselves. The stuff that they gave the church was just to get the glory for, from the people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the Bible goes on to say that if Satan cannot defeat the church by attacks from without, He'll get on the inside and go to work. Now, you, you uh, yeah. Acts chapter 20, verses 30, 28 to 31. The Bible says, take heed of yourselves and the flock among you, which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers and shepherds <coughs> and purchased with his own blood. For I know that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you and uh, and not spare the flock. Now, 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 here's what Paul was saying, that when I'm gone, you're going to forget what I told you. Amen. Hmm? About like what happens in church, right? When I finish talking. <laughs> he goes on to say, also from among yourselves, men <laughs> will rise up speaking perverse things. And this is exactly what happened. Down an eye since the fire. Now, let me make this story a little faster because I'm running out of time. Not only uh, did they lie about what was going on, but then they lied uh, to the apostle after he confronted them. Now, it's one thing for you to, to say, well, yeah, I did it. And uh, that was a mistake. But it's another thing for you to continue to cover up your mistake. Listen now, in, in, in the church, in politics, anywhere, the cover up is worse than the crime. The cover up is always worse than the crime. OK. 
See, one of the biggest problems we have in church is that we don't know how to go and put it out there and get in front of it. Y'all know what I'm talking about? When you find yourself in a situation where you know that you are going to be embarrassed, tell it. Why is that? Because once you tell it. Mm-hmm. But we know that we can always tell on somebody else. But we never going to tell on us. The person you need to talk about is you. All right. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. So the Bible says that they took credit for. uh, (laughs) I love the way this works. They took credit for something that was not in their character. They took credit for something that was not in their character. It was not in their character to give money to the church. That, that was. That, that, their character was to do shady stuff. That's probably where the firm term shade came from anyway. No, no, no. I, this is my definition, my, my definition is that at Pentecost, the light was extremely bright. And then sin came and cast the shade. That's just in my head. That's the only way I can make it work. Bible says this. Uh, Satan knows how to get uh, he, how how to lie to excuse me the minds and hearts of church members, even genuine Christians get and to get them to follow his orders, and that's just what happened. Uh, Satan tricks us to believe a lie, and once he, we believe the lie, we begin to act. On the lie. Amen. Amen. Uh, That's why we said about the track. Sometimes tracks would change your journey and change your destination. What you're going to see on the way and where you're going to get to. The thing is that once the devil gets involved in your life, you have jumped track. Uh, You have been derailed. I can do this all day now. (laughs) But... uh, But when that happens in your life, then it's almost impossible to get back on track. Now, can I tell you why it's so hard to get back on track? Because when you get to that place in your thinking, then you think the same way that your character is oriented and you think everybody is out to do to you what you did to them. Yeah. Who came up with the phrase? Who came up with the phrase? All the preacher wants is your money. Now, I can promise you it didn't come from a sinner. Why, how do I know that? Because sinners ain't going to give you no money. 
They don't care what you do. The only people that are concerned about what the preacher gets. Church folk. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, you know, your character. And, and just for the record, just for the record, so you all will understand something. See, we never had to beg for our existence because we were successful before we were in ministry. Just, just so y'all know, because I don't want y'all, you know, okay? Now, I can't say publicly that I had money because that would make people think that I had some. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> I got churn and grand churn. I don't have no money. Uh, uh, <laughs> they got money. I don't have any. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is uh, see, we need to make that plain before people start saying, I ain't going to give that preacher money. You ain't giving me nothing. Amen. Yeah, you ain't giving me nothing. Amen. Amen. Uh, uh, and when, when you have that mentality, that's the Ananias and Sapphira mentality. Now, that's why, that's why the Bible says they could come together. See, now, husband and wife, can I tell you something? Y'all need to get on the same page when it comes to the money. Amen. Your whole marriage relationship can go right down the tubes if you're on different pages. Better get on the same page. Huh? And I ain't got to tell you what page that is. But if you're not on the same page, there's going to be trouble. Because one day somebody's going to say something about my money. Oh, God. Mm. See, now there's going to be a homicide. I mean, <laughs> no, I'm, joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Y'all stop. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Woo. No, no. <laughs> Folks get serious about that money now. <laughs> All right. Let me get to the bottom of this, please. Because y'all. All right. We see here that in verse three, it was Satan that created the problem. OK. Now, notice that the Bible says there uh, in verse four, it says, while it remained uh, was not your own and says after it was sold, <laughs> it was in your control. Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? So. Here's the deal. <clears throat> we see stuff. In our head that we can't make match. We can't match, make, can't cause it to match up with what's in our heart. Amen. Proverbs chapter 23 says that as a man thinketh, what? So, so is he. Amen. So then we get down to verse, I'm skipping because I'm running out of time. Verse nine says this. Then Peter said to her, this is, this is Sapphira. How is it that you agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord. To test the spirit of the Lord. 
means this. Write this in your notes because you're going to need this later. To test the spirit of the Lord means to see how much I can get away with. Let me see how much I can get away with before the Lord kills me. Now, you don't say it that way, but that's the truth of the issue. Let me see how much I can lie, cheat, steal before the Lord kills me. Because the wages of sin is, and it's coming. What kind of death? Verse 10 says, then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carrying her out, buried her by her husband. They're going to have a lot of time to talk now. <laughs> Verse 11 says, so great fear came upon all the church and upon all those who heard these things. Now, the fear of God has been minimized throughout the years so people aren't as afraid today. And see, with each generation, you have less and less fear of God, reverence for God. You remember the days when uh, you would be walking down the street, smoking your cigarette, drinking your beer, talking trash, and you get to the church? Yeah, you got to cross the street now. Now, y'all don't remember those days. Because you thought that this is the wrong thing to do. I, I could never smoke in front. Of, I could never drink in front of the church. I certainly wouldn't cuss in front of the church. And then somebody did it and they didn't die. Right then. And we had the idea that, hmm, I guess it won't kill you. Yes, it will. You disrespect the house of the Lord. All right. Back to Acts chapter two now. OK. Yes. Got 16 seconds. <laughs> this is what it says here. Verse 46 and 47. Same ones I told you at the beginning. So they continued daily. So. How often should we be seeking the Lord? Huh? And one accord. We should listen, listen, listen. If we can't come together, if there's something between us as part of the body of Christ, we're not going to function. I mean, we'll get by, but we won't we won't accomplish anything great for God. God, no. Yeah. Let me just take a moment to tell you that, because you know what? You can have uh, uh, you can have a broken leg and you can still walk. But it won't it won't be you won't be walking, you know, like me. <laughs> you understand? So, so if <laughs> if something happens to you in the body, you need to fix it. That's right. OK, then he says this. He says this and in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. So. That means that not only do I practice it at home, but I practice it at church. If what I practice at home, I ought to practice at church. And what I practice at church, I ought to practice at home. Amen. 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 
And then he goes one step further and he said this, uh, that that they ate the food with, with gladness and simplicity. You know, when we sit around and we talk about the goodness of the Lord, we should not try to outdeep one another. Just the simple things. It's the simple things. Huh? I drive down the street and I was in a hurry and I thought, Lord, I ain't ever going to find a park. And there was one right there. See the simplicity. Of yeah. Huh? And then he goes on to say, praising God and having favor with all people, having favor with all people. Now, I can only have favor with you if we are of the same spirit. And then he ends this thing and says, and the Lord added to the church daily. Now, <clears throat> this hence, this is how I got my title. It was not Peter's preaching. It wasn't the wind and the, the cloven tongues of fire that changed people. It was not the Holy Spirit causing people to speak with other tongues. But it was the Lord's salvation that added to the church. Do we understand this? It's the Lord's salvation, salvation that came from God that was ministered through Peter, but it came to the individual from the Lord. It is the Lord's salvation that did what? Added daily to the church. Now, we should be seeing souls saved daily. There are enough people today that we know that are not saved that need to hear this word. Apparently, there's something uh, that has disconnected us from those people. We need to figure out how we reconnect so that we can bring them back into the fold. Amen? All right, let me read something to you real fast. Put my Bible down. <clears throat> the Bible says, where the spirit reigns, believers are related to the word. That's called teaching. It says where the spirit reigns, believers relate to each other. That's called koinonia. Where the spirit reigns, believers relate to God. That's called worship. And believers relate to the world. It's called evangelism. So we teach, we fellowship, we worship together, and we bring folk together. Amen? Amen. All right, stand up on your feet. I'm going to stop here. Thank you so much for joining us today. It has been an awesome service. We pray that you got something out of this message, something out of this word that you could take with you to chew on the remainder of the week and continue to grow and be a stronger kingdom citizen. But before we go, I want to extend an opportunity to someone who may not have had the opportunity to accept Christ as their personal savior. It's as simple as ABC. First, admit that you're a sinner. Secondly, believe that Christ died for your sins. And thirdly, confess that he is Lord over your life. If that is something that you're interested in, we can pray this simple prayer right now. But let me tell you something. This is going to be the greatest single decision you have ever made in your life. Now, will it fix everything? No. But what it will do is give you access to the fixer of all things. Listen, what 
what better um, person to fix something than the creator of the thing. If we have a vehicle that's broken down, we don't take it to the bakery and ask a chef to fix it. No, we want to take it back to the manufacturer, the dealer, and say, hey, y'all sold me this car. Y'all need to do something about it. Same thing with our, our lives. Jesus Christ, God, he created us in his image. So if there's something broken or something that needs fixing in us, why do we turn to all these different things to try to fix it? We turn to drugs, alcohol, um, you know, codependency, all these different things to try to fix something that's wrong. And why not turn to the creator, the one who made us and say, hey, Lord, I need help fix me. Listen, we all fall short on a daily basis. Salvation is a journey. It is not a instant fix for your problems. Okay. Problems don't cease, but what happens is your perspective of the problem changes and now you can rise above it and move over it instead of going through it. Now, if that's you, if I'm talking to you, join me in this prayer. It's a very simple prayer. It goes like this. Say, Father, forgive me, a sinner. I've missed the mark. But I thank you for the opportunity of repentance. Thank you for giving your life for me. Now come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my master. And I will forever serve you. So now I confess with my mouth. But I believe in my heart. That when Jesus was raised from the dead. I am saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me in Jesus name. Amen. Listen, you are now a part of this wonderful family we call Kingdom. This is a family like no other. It's different from even your blood family. I'm telling you, the Kingdom family is something serious, y'all. And the angels in heaven are throwing a block party in your honor right now that another loved one has come home. And we are excited. We are celebrating with you. Listen, if you prayed that prayer with us today, please text the number on the screen, 252-627-9900. 252 Make sure you text the word SAVED to that number. And what that'll do is allow us to communicate with you, pray with you. Uh, we have some resources we want to share with you and help you grow and become a stronger, more powerful kingdom citizen. We want you to be everything that God has called you to be. All right. Listen, guys, my time is up. I got to get out of here. But I pray that you enjoyed this, that you got something out of it. And uh, you guys have an amazing week and just in case your week is not so amazing make sure it has an amazing you in it until we get together again god bless you we love you and we'll see you next time